0: Research Radio. Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay?
1: for tuning in to mommy in the morning this is mommy canoe thank you guys all for tuning in on the afro surge radio monday morning from 7 a.m to 9 a.m this is episode 12 health and wellness mind body and soul today i have aneem awe licensed mental health therapist and my sis all the way in Brooklyn. Well, Anima is all the way in Atlanta, so she's further than me. <laughs> <here. laughs> and then I have my sis, Koku Ganza, all the way from Brooklyn. She is a musician and as well as a yoga instructor. So how you guys doing? Welcome
2: to Mommy in the Morning. Thank you for having me. I'm good. It's Monday and I'm pumped. Just worked out. I <laughs> headed to work. Well, to the office, rather. Right,
1: right, right. Koku, how you doing? How's Brooklyn? Good. You know, Brooklyn has
3: been so strange. You know, this, that's all I can say. Like, they've been celebrating for the past, what, 48 hours as if COVID is over because
1: we have a been president.
3: It's like, but we still have COVID. We didn't get rid of that yet. But I digress.
1: I know. Definitely, definitely. Everybody's like, in a, honestly, I, I'm with it because I like the simple fact that everybody's in such good spirits because I feel like, if Trump had one, we would have just, we all would have been crying. So I'm glad that everybody's in the street, having fun. Black yes. Lives Matter, you know, everybody's just pumped. Like, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely for that. So yes. I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to knock it. I'm I'm just, I just feel like the air is lighter. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The,
2: definitely.
1: Yeah, the air's lighter. And I think that, like, definitely one of these things that you know, when we, I think everybody had a heavy heart all year. So we needed some like good news. Yes. Like 2020 definitely needed some, definitely some good news. So yes. I think that's what we really needed. Um, mm-hmm. But moving on, we'll get into that a little later, but moving on, I'm just going to um, kind of get into um, what you guys do, your background. So you can just tell everyone who you are, what you do, and you know what you offer to the world. So I'm going to start off with Koku Ganza. Koku, who are you? <laughs> My sister. I
3: am the one, the only, the original, the OG gangster
2: of the culture.
3: No, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so I am. Um, as you mentioned, a singer songwriter. I. Recently just got my yoga teaching certificate, as in like a week ago. But I have been practicing yoga for over 10 years. And um, since the pandemic started, I thought, why not just get a yoga teaching certificate? Because, I mean, you know, it's not like there's a whole lot going on.
1: Your bride price Uh, just went up.
3: (laughs) Girl, yes, now I am worth at least 3 Million Tanzanian shillings, which is like $50. But that's okay.
1: That's okay. Your your bride price just went up. She's a yoga instructor. So that means that she's flexible and she can do things. So Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. I can do things like a young gal.
1: Yes. I can't. But other than that, that is definitely some dope news because... For you to be doing yoga for ten, years. but I swear, like, do you did yoga for ten years? But I'm telling you, this pandemic put a lot of things in perspective for you to do things that you probably wouldn't have done if there wasn't a pandemic. So I think, right, how you got you're officially like a yoga instructor. You about to be making that money because everybody does yoga, everybody except for me. I need to get into it. <laughs> well, you will start. You I will. Start. I definitely will. Hmm
3: yeah, so, but um, what I've really been um, focusing on, even before the pandemic, is just focusing on getting more music out there and getting more things that highlight you know, natural beauty out there. And yoga, for me, has been a part of that journey. So uh, I think yoga definitely points you in the direction of where you need to go. Like a lot of people say, well, I'm not flexible. Okay. Well, you don't have to necessarily start off as a rubber band or be super flexible, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like a, it's one of those things where you build your focus little by little. Next thing you know, you out there on a stripper pole doing yoga. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're not doing that. (laughs) Maybe you are. No judgment. (laughs) If you are, mind your business. Right. If you are, then more power to you. But, um, you know, I think it it definitely helps center you and keep your focus and keep your your body in shape. But the main thing I really like to focus on is keeping my mind in shape as well. Like when everything is in sync and everything is tuned up, you know, you could drive really well. You know, nobody wants to drive around with like a tire that's halfway deflated. You know, that's you true. Keep- you know, you only get one body, so treat it like it is one body. Don't treat it like you' about to go trade it in,
1: like some new Jordans. You got one body. That's, That's it. True, I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Anim Awe, mm-hmm. what? Who are you? Besides a yeah. licensed mental health therapist, who are you as a person? Give them the yeah.
2: lowdown. down. I I am the daughter of a Cameroonian man and a Haitian woman, uh, born and raised in Boston. And um, I'm a I'm an identical twin to a, an amazing, incredible woman. What? My personal <laughs> name is Biawe. Shout out to her. She's 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 a powerhouse, a force to be reckoned with. We're a twin. Uh, I am, i having a good I think
1: I think when people tell me that is so dope. Like you have another person that actually looks for like For me you. it's
2: just like life. So God, I don't think it's that cool, but I do notice that other people do. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's cool. Though.
1: It is cool. Embrace the fact that someone
2: actually somebody else has your face. I, I am blessed and I am grateful for my twin sister. Um she's my best friend by default, I like to say. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a Afro Caribbean woman that's just passionate about health and, uh, particularly for black women. And so that that's what I do day in and day out. I'm preaching the gospel of health and, um, you know, health and wealth, and, um, just trying to really help black women understand that, you know, that we have the power to take control of our health before it takes control of us. And yes, because we lead the way in all, almost all chronic conditions. Um, when you think about like heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, you know, black women lead the ways in numbers. So I'm passionate about helping us not only just understand that and also develop a plan But also helping us understand how our mental health impacts our physical health, because I do believe that there's a connection there, a very, very strong connection. And so if we can control or if we can, I can empower a woman or a a woman to make these changes. I, I firmly believe that she, when she makes those changes, she has the ability to impact, you know, future generations to come.
1: Definitely. I definitely agree with that because I feel as though, like pretty much like I've been saying, I feel like. If you can take care of yourself physically, then it'll be it'll fall into line of taking care of yourself mentally. So I think I'm a really big person on self-love and just appreciating yourself and staying true to yourself. So what is the best way to do that by taking care of yourself physically and mentally? Like it's just your your whole self as a spiritual being like Coco was saying, like you have one body.
2: Exactly. And even like, if you go out and get that body altered with like uh surgery it's yours. Not surgery, it's yeah. not gonna change who you are on the inside. It's not gonna exactly. change those you know struggles that you had inside before that. Right, you know, it could possibly amplify that if you don't even know what to do with that new body. So like it like like Koku said, you have one body, like take care of it.
1: Definitely agree. So I'll I'll just start off with you, Aneem. Um what is your morning regimen? What what do you do? Well, we'll do morning regimen, but we'll also do how do you prepare yourself for your week as a licensed mental health therapist? Because I know that you probably take on a lot and Mm -hmm. you're you're someone who pretty much has to take on other people's problems. (laughs) So I would ask you, what is your morning regimen? Also, how do you prepare your week? How do you stay organized? And also, how do you not allow your job to affect your personal life? by yeah. taking on other people's issues
2: good questions uh so first part uh, my morning regimen i you know since i just moved to atlanta about a year ago that i was gone for like six months and then i came back so i've been all over the place but i'm trying to get back into the um the routine of exercising first thing in the morning. Well, for the very first thing, when I open my eyes, I thank God for allowing me to open my eyes for this day. He has a plan for me. He has a purpose. Uh, the other thing is I don't touch my phone. Like I don't touch my phone until I get to the office. And for me, that's important because in terms of like what you're feeding yourself, what you're taking in, social media has a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what happened in the middle of the night. I'm not really interested and it can wait. So um, I don't, I don't, first thing I, I never go for my phone. Um, and then i go downstairs into my um, garage and try to work out. Definitely set some intentions. Like I pray before I get in my car, I'm like, God, you know, take me to work safely, help me be impactful, help me, you know, be present in the moment. And so not only is it a prayer, it's also affirmations. Like I'm declaring these things for my day. And I think that helps with setting the intention for the day and setting that mindset for myself. Um, so that's that's sort of the routine. And um, of course have breakfast when I'm in the office that gets with the energy and things like that. Um, In terms of how do I stay organized, I live by my calendar, like if somebody like my calendar is so important because I see I have so many clients in a day and so I'm scheduling them. I also do other things like this on the side. So I'm making sure that I arrange time and uh, properly manage my time by, you know, using my calendar. Uh, What else? I mean, I just prioritize things that are important to me. Work is not my life. Being a licensed therapist is not my life. So making sure that I create a, you know, separation between life and work. And so, you know, I have a a lot of place in my house where I do my work and I don't work in my bedroom. And so keeping those separations and boundaries for myself is sort of um, really helpful in terms of staying organized and saying, you know, keeping work away from home and home away from work and vice versa. So, um, yeah, my calendar is big and creating healthy boundaries for myself is really big. Um, and then your last question about how do I not like take in all my clients' stuff? Um, A lot of, you know, everybody says, I mean, when I went through grad school, one of the very first things they said is just that all therapists, all good therapists have their own therapist. So, you know, you check in with your therapist as frequently or as often as you'd like. Um, I've had a therapist who's helped me during, you know, really tough times when I was actually depressed. And so she really helped me get past that time in my life. Right. we have clinical supervision as well, so we check in with, although I'm a clinical supervisor, I still check in with my colleagues or, you know, a confidential colleague who um, I always have my clients sign um, informed consent, letting them know that I will consult on your cases at times. So cases that are complex, I'll consult on them so that it's not something that, you know, is settling with me. Um, And honestly, I've been in the field for so long that, you know, there's nothing that I haven't heard. There's no scary story that I haven't heard. And so I have have a way to just like keep work at home, excuse me, work at work and home life at home. It it really doesn't come um, home with me, which I guess it comes after time and consultation and supervision, things like that. All those resources that we have, it helps keep that life separate.
1: Definitely. So you're someone who's just very balanced. Which is definitely-
2: I try. It, it's taken a long time to get to this place, but I've had, I know in order to be successful, in order, in order to be, you know, a beneficial therapist for my clients and be beneficial for myself and my family and my loved ones, that I have to maintain some level of balance, but it, it's taken a while to get here.
1: Definitely. That's definitely dope to hear because honestly, I don't, I don't know any like therapists personally. So it's kind of like dope to hear, like, you know, you're able to dif- differentiate your, that life. From your actual personal life because I know it's something that could probably be hard like oh, especially yeah. if you come from a session and it's like something you've never heard before and you're just like wait yeah. what like how do okay. I mentally hop, hop, hop? excuse me how do I mentally let go of that and yeah get it out my mind
2: yeah i mean so we call it counter transference and transference in the field like it's gonna happen naturally right. there, there's gonna be a client that you come across You're human and then, yeah and then again that's what you use supervision for that's what you use consultations for to kind of resolve that because my issues should never come into the therapy space right so i should never bring it back to me so that's why i want to consult or have supervision on a case when it gets so complex or it touches really close to me or it does trigger me because it's it's going to happen to anybody any therapist it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this but you utilize the resources that you have you know with you so that my own issues doesn't come into the therapeutic room right okay definitely um
1: koku ganza being a songwriter singer yoga instructor especially I'm going to touch on the musician aspect of things. So I would ask you the same question. What is your morning regimen? How do you organize your week? And in terms of being a musician and actually having like your own personal life, what pretty much, how has this pandemic helped your artistry? I'll ask you that question.
3: Okay. So my morning routine, I, um, the first thing I do is um, I get up and I do yoga like I I like to wake up first thing at like seven, seven thirty and just make a little bit of water. Like I have this little concoction of um, water, cucumber, lemons, and it wakes me up. It's like my coffee. And then I do yoga for about an hour and um, I meditate for maybe 20 minutes after that. And sometimes I'll do an additional like little cardio workout, um, but not every day. But definitely the first thing I do is yoga because it, it kind of helps me center myself first thing in the morning. And yes, it's, you know, physical thing, but it also helps with developing that whole connection of my mind being focused for the rest of the day. Um, and as the day goes on, you know, working from home now as a musician, as a music teacher, it is very, very hard not to get caught up in being complacent because you're at home, you know. Right. When you're working from home, it's like, man, I could literally just sit here with yes. a shirt on all day <laughs>
1: yeah, and I'm a probably. blanket. <laughs> and act like nothing exists. I'm telling you. Working yes. from home is probably the most mentally challenging thing you could ever do because it's like yes. It takes discipline, let me tell you.
3: Yes, that's that's part of the reason why, you know, my discipline, it's it's really been more developed into yoga as COVID has started. Before I would get up and go to the gym, I wasn't doing yoga every day. I was doing it like maybe three, four times a week. But now I'm like, no, there's no gym I wanna go to. Most of them are closed. Right. Let me get up and get my mind right. Get my- so after all of the gyms have been you know, closed for the past six months, um, I developed more of a daily routine of making sure I still get the blood flow, the oxygen flow the mental flow first part of the day, it helps me stay focused. It helps me stay centered and I'm not as complacent in my day. So yeah, as a, just, you know, in general, as a, just as a person, as a human, I think it's beneficial when you develop healthy physical and mental and emotional routines for your day, that way it's not so cumbersome. You know, we're spending a lot more time in isolation, Right. We're not spending as much time around people that we really, really want to see. So, I think it's it's a it's a cool way of really getting to understand yourself, right. and a cool way of really understanding how you can develop the things and goals you have in life.
1: Definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, what about being a musician and songwriter? What what? How do you place all that into your life, girl? I have been doing gigs
3: online. And let me tell you, it is a challenge because you don't have people in front of you anymore. Mm. So I've been releasing you know, songs here and there, a lot of collaborations, a lot of studio sessions, but not playing live mm. has definitely made me feel, um, it just feels strange as an artist to not have an audience right in front of you. Even though they are in front of you, if they're online, it just when you have people's energy in the room with you, it's different from you sitting there watching them look at you in front of you know their device. It's just it's like there's a, a block there. But um, yeah, I've I've been adjusting to it. Still not completely sold on the whole concert over the phone business, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of not like is it a bit too. discouraging?
3: Yes, it is definitely discouraging because you have to try and engage people and you'll get like a million different comments like, oh, I like this, I like that. And then sometimes, you know, your connection will get lost and then you got to start all over. It's just eh, it's a bit much, but um, I'm adjusting to it still Um, and teaching teaching music online is also another thing I've been doing daily Um, and that's a struggle within itself, but as I, as I said before, trying to figure out a way to stay in it is what I've been working on. And yoga is definitely a huge, huge, huge component in that. It's huge.
1: Definitely. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I feel as though, like, you know, certain things bring that little bit of positivity into your life, even though it could be something, you know, small to you. But it's also like, like you being a yoga instructor, like, that's bringing uh, some happiness towards other people because they're like damn i miss yoga but i don't have a place to do it but i could do a koku now online or mm-hmm. me, um it's like you you know i'm pretty sure you have to do virtual sessions and i'm pretty sure to them like that has been like really really helpful and i feel like honestly yeah. if you really think about it like i feel like this pandemic people didn't tap into their mental health probably until this year yes because they're sitting at home and they're just like <laughs> shit, shit, I'm kind of messed up. No, I need yeah. to talk to somebody.
3: Yep, that is very, very true. You don't realize it until you are sitting
1: there. It's like, man, I want to go out. I can't do I, what was... I can't. I want right. to. I want to go to the. I want to go here, but I can't. Like some people, literally use people and things to like just distract their mental in order for them to just <coughs> be in a like a good place mentally. But they don't realize yes. they probably didn't realize until this year when they actually had to sit their ass at home and be like wait a minute i'm not okay like i need to check in somewhere. I need to talk to somebody yes yes Definitely. so um i so have cute. i have a mantra app here um it's just a quote that i a daily quote that i do every day and i just want to share with you guys so we can just kind of elaborate on it and you guys can tell me what it means to you and i'll tell you guys what it means to me um mm-hmm. the quote today is i for- i can forgive and move forward I can take back my power and be happy right now. Mm-hmm. My happiness is in my hands. Mm-hmm. So I'll start it off. Um, I can forgive and move forward. I can take back my power and be happy right now. My happiness is in my hands. And as usual, anytime I do these quotes, it always resonates with my life. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, it's kind of like one of those things. But I would definitely say like that quote to me is like this week, I think I allowed a lot of people's energies to kind of reflect on mine or Uh a lot of people's frustrations to kind of just like reflect on mine and forgetting that i don't have to entertain that and i can't i don't have enough power to change how people think so i think this week my whole my whole like strategy when it comes to dealing with people would just be you know what if you want to sit there you want to feel bring any type of negative energy towards me i'm just gonna like dismiss it like the wall is definitely up towards all like types of negative energy because i feel like sometimes like they said your happiness is in your hands so if someone comes and tries to disrupt your peace that's not their fault that's your fault so i think that's the one thing like i definitely take away from that and i definitely that was very helpful because that was just one thing like this whole week it has just always been like me allowing someone else's energy to kind of just interrupt my positive space and what I have going on. And I think like sometimes you kind of get wrapped up into it. And you're just like, Oh, this person's just pissing me off or it's just like, Oh, this person, they're so miserable this week. Like why are they, they, but why am I feeding into it? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not miserable. There's nothing. <laughs> my life is kind of positive right now. Like everything's flowing kind of nicely for me. So Why should I allow your behavior to affect mine? Right. I think that was that's my takeaway. And that's definitely some advice that I'm going to give to the listeners. If you have someone in your life or you you come across someone this week who is literally coming into your life to try to just like disrupt your positive energy, do not let them like put dismiss them with the whole wall of like, listen, I'm in a good space. I'm not doing this this week. Like if you want to do this, you're going to have to do it on your own. And even if they continue on to kind of bring you into that negative space, prepare yourself mentally to just be okay. Like, it's not, it's not that don't allow it, but mm-hmm. what do you guys take away from that? I'll start off with you, Anim.
2: Um, I agree in many ways, but I also think, you know, when I heard that, heard that I thought about uh, many people holding on to, you know, a lot of, you know, disappointment or anger from right. a certain person or a certain situation from the past um, and not being able to let that go and right. not being able to and i and i think a lot of it unfortunately is a form of trauma and keeps people stuck there right it doesn't allow people to progress so i think allowing yourself to forgive that person forgive yourself and right. sort of move forward i mean it's i'm i think i'm laying it out way too easily. And it's an incredible amount of work. But um, until we do that, you know, we'll continue to hold those grudges. And we know grudges only impact us, right? The individual that's holding the grudges. Right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: It doesn't doesn't affect the other person at all.
2: That's so true. <laughs> so allow to forgive yourself and forgive that individual so that you can move on so that you can move forward and so that you can continue to prosper and you know do whatever go down the path that you go through but until you do that work you you'll be stuck in the past
1: right right I definitely agree with that because I definitely feel like even like with that quote for me it's just kind of like just, like like you said, kind of just putting, like, your place in yourself, ment- putting yourself in a place mentally to just kind of, like, it's a lot of work, but kind of just ignore. Like, it's not, you have to, because at the end of the day, if you don't, like, it's only going to affect you. It's not going to affect the other person. Like, why you, I'm telling you, like, it affects them more when you don't care. Yeah. Like, you just pretty much be like, oh, okay, this is how you're feeling. Well, I'm going to do for me, so... You 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 figure out that issue by yourself.
2: The best thing you can do is move on with your life and be happy and you know thrive and be successful. That's what will make them mad. Well, uh, you would hope they wouldn't be mad, but like in reality it happens.
1: Yeah, definitely. Coco, how does that resonate with you? Uh, for me, I
3: I definitely agree with that mantra. Like yes. you you do have the power to make yourself happy. And and no one has the power to make you happy or to make you sad. It's literally an internal thing. And that's a lesson that I had to learn, um, a lesson I had to heal from. And I think if a lot of people really embrace that idea, you would have people in like a more healthier mental space where they are able to have better relationships with themselves as well as other people. it it resonates in a way where you have to keep reminding yourself like not everyone is going to be in that same place or space as you. Right. You know, and it's something where it's more of a reflection of what you choose to see in you. Like you can reflect on who you are and you can reflect on the good things you see in you. It's just like seeing your own image in a mirror. You know, you can always understand and know that you're beautiful in the form that you're in you know you can't sit up there and rely on other people's opinions and other people's feelings towards you it's really about your idea of you and your concept of you that'll motivate you more than someone else's and I'm not saying like people who have positive intentions and you know inspirational words towards you don't matter
1: those things are so important too like at the end of the day you're human yeah you have feelings like I'm not and that's one thing about me I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it 100% honest if you Mm -hmm. end up reacting to someone else's energy you're human at the Mm -hmm. end of the day but also control the way you react because that actions allow people to kind of just have that ammo on you that affect like oh see well look at the way you always react like that's always just gonna be their excuse so always make sure you can control your um, reaction to someone else's negative energy
3: Yes. Yes. That's, that's been a very, very important thing to do on a daily because there's a lot of, a lot of negativity out here, but there's also a lot of positivity and the more positive things that you have to say and, you know, see yourself being as, then right. the more you will attract those things to you. You know, if you're sitting there in doom and gloom all day and in your mind, it's just a rainy day, chances are it'll just keep raining. You know, it's like a thing that happens from within, but if you can see the sunshine in yourself, I know that sounds so corny, but if you can see it, see the sunshine in yourself.
1: I know what you be. If Doesn't you see the lights corny. in your heart and the sparkle in your eyes, then see the
3: spark on your eyes. You are, you are eyes. okay.
1: You are okay. Okay? All right. But it's so, the truth. That's so true, though. It definitely is. But with that being said, you guys are now tuned in to Mommy in the Morning on the Afro Surge Radio. Mondays from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I'm here with Anim Awe, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm here with Koku Ganza, songwriter, singer, and yoga instructor. And she's also a music teacher. I actually just learned that. And we were just kind of just elaborating on the mantra today. I'm actually going to read it again so you guys can... You know, reflect on it and just kind of have your own, your own insight about it. And the mantra is, I can forgive and move forward. I can take back my power and be happy right now. My happiness is in my hands. So if there's anybody out there who's just dealing with a challenging situation or a challenging person and they just feel as though that they kind of just want to detach, remember that your happiness is in your hands. And we're gonna move on to the next topic. The next topic here, we're gonna move on to the election. That's what we're gonna move on to because there's so much excitement, so much happiness, so much light, the air feels better. It was 75 degrees today. Well, yesterday, Boston. So I just want everybody to understand the happiness in our hearts that we got to experience on Saturday. Biden, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Let's first of all, there's three black women on this platform right now. So, we're going to start off with Kamala Harris. You know why? Because she's black and she's the first black female vice president. And we got to witness that at our ages in 2020. Like we got to witness something if we don't already have children. I don't have children. I know Koku doesn't. I don't do you have any kids? I don't have kids. No. Okay, so we we're not mothers yet, but we we'll get to tell our children one day that we got we got to witness. We got to see it. We got to see history happen. How are you guys feeling? Like let's start off with that. Yeah. Girl, I
3: excited. oh go ahead. Are you doing? I I am very excited because um first of all and foremost, I feel like the weather definitely reflected the mood of what was to come you know if if it was like 20 degrees outside you already know who won you already know
1: (laughs) ain't no reason to celebrate we don't need celebration because it would have been cold as hell and nobody would have went outside because we would have been in our covers crying right
3: in our feelings upset but very um, upset
1: Get into you know arguments on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter right right now I'm, I'm very
3: very proud and excited that this has happened and I'm really excited that you know Kamala Harris is, is out here I'm glad that she has made an example of what a black woman can be like you don't have to be all these negative stereotypes you can be a positive uplifting beautiful person and I love that like now she's the standard
1: bro (laughs) it's just like everything everything about her speech was just like amazing like down to the outfit the creams it was the cream suit for me it was it was cute like it was, the, it was the cream suit for me. Like, I thought that was just, like, everything about her. She just looked so happy and so, like, it just, it looked refreshing. Like, it looked like real people. Like, any time that I saw that other freaking Cheetos group of people on any type of, like, any type of news, it was just, like, they looked like plastic. Like, it just, they just didn't look like human beings. They look like ghosts. But now when I see like Joe Biden, I see Kamau, they look like they just look like refreshing to look at, if that makes yes. sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you feel
2: about it's it? Really, it's it's been a long four years. These past four years have felt like 15, honestly, I think it's aged us in many ways. And it, and I'm just so happy he is gone because I think he incited so much hate and so much division. Yeah. Like, people were literally living on edge. Like, I had clients who were literally, like, scared. Like, you know, granted immigration, things like that, all, all these different um, sort of issues coming up and having people living on edge. And, like, it's just finally, like, a sigh of relief. And, um you know, as a first-generation immigrant, um. To see Kamala and have the similar story in that regard, you know, that is very, you know, empowering for me. And I think, you know, for Black girls and Black women everywhere, you know, the symbolism behind it is is powerful. But I, I'm also anxious to see what is going to be done. You know, there's a lot of work to yes. be done. yes. So i'm i'm hopeful and you know those two together can also keep in mind you know people like you and i and all of us and so i'm hopeful for what's to come with this new um you know this new cabinet or this new presidency that um has uh finally been declared after 4 days and i know a lot of people- after 4 days that <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was just a lot 4 yeah. days
1: honestly i stopped after the first night i stopped watching the news i'm like it yeah. was crazy because I think we all—I don't know personally for me—I think we were all on that 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 like short line. Like we was kind of like all right. Like yeah. I re- I like literally remember waking up every morning to see okay, hopefully this morning you mm-hmm. know, they elected the president. Like what 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 are we doing? It's funny. It was Saturday midday,
2: random time.
1: <laughs> it was like eleven fifty seven. Like it was <laughs> it was just like a random time, and they're like. Um, Joe Biden is the 46th. We will, I was like, what? Finally. Finally. And I found out through Facebook. I don't like, you know, I don't really watch. I don't really have to watch the news anymore because everything is on social media. So like you said, I just hope, like I'm putting my hope and prayers to make sure that everything that they said they were going to do, they do it. And one thing I'm anticipating is that student loan debt. Let me tell you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you and all of us and the rest of the country. So we'll see. Because that that
1: is real. That be taking a big chunk out of your out of your paycheck when you have to do that yeah. auto pay. That is probably the most painful auto pay because it's just it's dumb.
2: Yeah, because by the, by the time interest rates go through, it's just like you're paying interest. You never really get to the principal of the loan. So exactly. But- like, we know what's the, like. I anticipate to be he- anticipate her to be heavily scrutinized because she's a black woman, so, like, it's going to be interesting to watch how she navigates this new territory. Real like I mean, the high, almost the second highest position in the in this country, right? The vice president. So I'm, I'm I, I know she'll handle it gracefully, and you know, I just look forward to just watching her navigate this space, this yeah. territory that no black woman has ever made it to. I know. I'm exci- I feel like she's gonna
1: put everybody in their place.
2: I know. We'll see. We'll
1: see. I'm excited for. I'm definitely excited. Yeah. I just feel like it's just one of those situations where we're just everybody's just anticipating like, okay, what's happening next? Yeah, you won. So what you about to do? Like what's about to happen? We about to get the vaccine for COVID. What's about to happen? Let me know because they said like, where's the stimulus? What happened? What happened to that? Are we going to get that? Are we going to get some good money? We probably going to get some good money guys. We're going to get some good money. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm telling you. But let's move on. Let's get off of all this politics stuff. And actually, let's move on to today's episode. Today's episode is episode 12. Health and wellness, mind, body, and soul. So I'm going to just kind of, like, elaborate on why I decided to, you know, choose this um, topic. So personally for me, like, I'm someone who, like, I think my whole life it was just kind of, like, being African or whatever. Um, being like weight was like always a big thing. It was always like a big topic. It was always like something that, you know, when you would get around your aunts and uncles, like that's the first, that's how they would greet you. Oh, mm-hmm. if you lost weight. Oh, you you lost weight. So if you gain weight. Oh, you gain weight. So like that's their greeting. Not how school. You know, how's everything going? You could break your leg, and they walk. And you you come in the house with a broken leg, and they'll be like how you gain weights yeah my legs broken i can't i can't work out all i do is sit home and eat so it's just one of those situations where it's just like you kind of just it's always just been one of those things that i would say has been a challenge and i think a lot of people in my family will be able to like attest to this like it was always a sensitive thing like you would have to make sure like it was like to the point where like mentally i would be like okay i know i'm about to go to so-and-so's graduation party a few months from now. So I got to make sure that I'm looking like nice and slim. So my family, when they see me, they can be like, oh yeah. Cause that's the first thing. That's the first thing you get paranoid about. But then as soon as I started to get old, I'm like, I don't give a damn. Like I'm not working out for you guys no more. Like y'all going to take me. If I gain 35 pounds by the time so-and-so's get, so-and-so gets married or so-and-so, you know, has a graduation party, that's how y'all going to take it. But when I feel like when I turned... I want to say 25, that's kind of like when I started to take like, you know, being, living a healthy lifestyle, kind of just like, you know, making sure, not kind of dieting, but just living like a really, really healthy lifestyle. Like, obviously I have my down moments where I kind of just, you know, I fall back into that place where, you know, I eat whatever, but I always make sure that I, you know, kind of get back on track. And I think that's one of the things I have, I've really, really disciplined myself with that. But like, I would definitely say, like, one of the things was like, for me, it would have to be mental. Like, discipline comes with your mental, your mental state. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be kind of like, if you want to be disciplined in terms of like any weight loss journey, if you have one, or any just like something simple is just like starting a business. Something, yeah. something that's just as simple as that. Like it definitely, you definitely have to be in the right place mentally.
2: Right.
1: So I think for me, that's what kind of drove me into the space. And then when I turned 25, my I noticed, like, my body's, like, started to change. Like, for me, I have acid reflux. I noticed that. So if I eat, like, any type of, like, fried food or anything with oil, my chest hurts immediately. So I definitely have, like, heartburn, whatever. So I'm just like, damn, it wasn't this bad when I was, like, last year 24 but like i swear it's like as soon as i turn 25 i'm like damn i can't eat i can't really well you're cameroonian do you guys have like cassava leaf
2: yeah yeah we have yeah so you know
1: how they make uh, the cassava no, yeah really... the palm oil so it's like yeah. you i can't have cassava leaf every, every day like it's not gonna happen i probably can only have cassava leaf once a week now yeah or Like it's just certain things or like if I eat rice, like I have to eat it. It can't be like with something like too oily. You got to be with like beans or, you know, some type of if it's chicken, it got to be like some baked chicken. It's just kind of one of those things where and if I do eat fried food, it affects me. I feel it. Can't eat past a certain time because if I eat past like eight, I feel it the next day. So it was just one of those things. I think that's why I kind of just was like, you know what, like let me take this serious. Like let me focus on. It's not necessarily, and that's one thing I want to put into the listeners' ears. Like it does. It's not always about losing weight. Sometimes it's just about feeling better and feeling more energized. It's not always about dropping fifty pounds or dropping a hundred pounds. It's just kind of like just about feeling energized and feeling good about yourself. So I think that's pretty much what made me want to touch on this topic because i just want everybody you know who's out there who must be struggling with like probably the same thing or who's african and went through the same thing that i went through like don't put so much pressure on yourself and you have to be in the right place mentally to even get to that point with yourself to be like okay i want to change my lifestyle and i want to eat this way and i want to you know i want to be able to you know, do this, but it's stopping me from doing this because of this. So you got to really be in the right mental state. And I'm going to start off with, um, asking a Awe like what I would say, why is health so important to your mental? Like, why is it, why is it so important?
2: Um, Good question. Uh, why is so our physical health? Um, you know, I think about things like hypertension. I think about things like diabetes. Whether we realize it or not, stress, which is more so the mental state, right, right. has a direct impact in that. Di- stress, uh, not only does it compromise the immune system, but it also like over time, so I think of a pregnant woman, right? I think about a baby in utero. This woman is under immense amount of stress. Whether she realizes it or not, she's already determined her ba- future baby's outcome. So then we that, that child is then born. So say the baby was born preterm, say the baby was born early. So then now that baby's at a higher risk for things like diabetes, Heart disease, um, hypertension. So it's just literally like a cycle, and so that's why we have to interrupt these cycles by having um, you know discussions like this and open forums about how our health and phys- excuse me, physical health and mental health are interrelated. Or you think about actually, I did a discussion with um, a neurologist a couple of weeks ago. You know, we were talking about. Um, we would talk about Alzheimer's right and he's just right. like you know a lot a lot of neurologists and people in that community consider Alzheimer's to be which is a mental state right it's literally progressive decompensation of the brain, like basically, in basic lemon terms. And so he was saying that basically they look at it as a type three diabetes because over time, what it what it is is, is like those poor eating habits. It's that co- um, continuous prolonged stress and all these other genetic factors, of course. But that literally shows how our physical bodies are connected to our mental body. So that's right, why yeah. it's important to, you know, empower people to do both. And, you know, earlier you mentioned about, you know, African parents and eating. Like I told Bro. you, I'm you can never please African parents. So like, let's just get that out the way. Um, and then secondly, it's like, oh my God. Like, and so I had, so not only did I have one African parent, I also had a Haitian parent. So it was just like double whammy. And I think, you yeah. know, those, those messages that they send us when we're younger about food, about how our bodies used to look and it really creates a negative cycle for a lot of us, and what we don't talk about in our community a lot are eating disorders, and which is completely a physical, mental health sort of thing. Where like literally, you either you're binge eating or you're anorexic, anorexic because of those messages that you receive from your family, or like you've been forced to shove down food in your throats. And I get it; it's coming from a good place, right? Um, you know, my parents used to tell me every morning, "Oh, do you know what I had to do to get food?" And and I get it; it's coming from a, you know, the attentions are good, but the outcome. Him is not so good and so it creates this relationship around food where it becomes problematic or how we look at ourselves when we think about body dysmorphia how a person looks at themselves and what you know wants to tear their body apart because they don't love their body because of those messages that they receive so literally that mental and physical connection is so evident in so many ways and so right. that's why I have, have these conversations to kind of you know help people kind of step back and look about those look out at those messages that we received from early on and how we can reconstruct some of that and you know hopefully the hope is to make have a more healthier relationship with things like food or like health or like mental health and the other thing about being african and caribbean is that we don't talk about mental health right it's just like out of sight out of the mile we don't talk about things outside of the house oh you're crazy or that person's crazy and just let it go like that right. and it's just so much more than that so like again we, that's why we have to have these open spaces where we can have conversations like
1: this. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Now, I'm, I'm going to definitely move on to Coco now. Um, As I mentioned before, Coco Ganza is actually, she is a yoga instructor, but not only that, I know, I've known Coco for some years now, and I've, as long as I've known Coco, she You don't always, know me. You don't know me. <laughs> so, <laughs> as long as I've known Koku, she's always been someone who was really, really into fitness, and just taking care of herself. I want to know what inspired that. Like, tell me your journey throughout life of like pretty much what inspired you to kind of just be so dedicated to your like food intake, like the type of food you eat, your... Are you are you a vegan?
3: Um, You know what? I am a part-time vegan. I'm vegan by default in New York um, because I don't like the taste of the meat. But when I am at home, when I am in Tanzania, I eat meat. Okay, because
1: I, I, I don't know. I always thought that you were a vegan. Because nah. shout out to Yima. Shout out to my sister cousin Yima. Koku is Yima, I think, 11 years now. They've been best friends yeah. for 11 years now. Yes. So yes. shout out to Gayima Kanu. Shout out to my <laughs> cousin. But um, <laughs> but um, Yima always buys you, is it vegan cake for your birthday? Yes. So well, I always ve- thought you were vegan so no there goes a shocker right now you just like vegan cake go ahead well no
3: I'm actually I have a dairy allergy, right so I can't have <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah I can't have any milk any cheese ice cream pizza none of that I can have with actual cow's milk so that's one you know challenge in itself um but the reason why I have developed more of like a very interesting diet for myself is because my father passed away due to complications with diabetes and other health issues. Okay. So diabetes is pretty big. It's like a thing on my father's side of the family. He's not the only one that has it. My older sister, she had a diabetes scare. And every time I go to the doctor because of my history, uh, my family history with diabetes, they always check me. So- Yeah, I wasn't always the person that wanted to work out and eat healthy. You know, if you rewind back, I don't know, to my college years, I was eating pizza, I was eating ice cream, I was eating candy, like all types of stuff and junk that I would put into my body on a daily because I am not one of, you know, I'm not the type of person that gains weight a lot, but I was very, very, very unhealthy. And I remember I went for like a physical and my doctor was like, um, what do you eat? And I told him, he's like, yeah, stop, stop. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, this this isn't working out for your, um, I guess I started to develop um, high blood pressure. Oh my and yeah. I had no idea that was going on, but I didn't work out either. I just, you know, I would just live my life. I'd ate whatever I wanted to. I would eat deep fried chicken every single day if I felt like it all types of just stuff that now because
1: you think it's not affecting your body like physically like you can't see the weight gain but you don't understand what it's actually doing to your insides yeah it was literally clogging my arteries that's that's what was happening like I wasn't
3: becoming a bigger person but it was definitely affecting my health in ways I didn't know and I was sick all the time every time the flu would show up I, I had it every time there was like a anything, any virus going around, I would catch it. So that's when I, you know, I had to look and think and see like, okay, I got to find a way to cut out stuff I'm not supposed to eat. So I started off with removing dairy because I'm allergic to it. Why was I eating pizza anyway? You know,
1: you <laughs> <laughs> was literally killing yourself slowly.
3: Yeah, it was, it, it was silly. And then the next thing I took off the list was pork. Um, and then my skin cleared up once I stopped eating pork. And then I took fried foods away because every time I would eat fried foods, I noticed I would feel really, really sick the next morning. And I had like a really, um, hard time digesting fried foods. Like you were mentioning, eventually my body was like, you know what, we're not doing this with you. We're not doing it. Yeah,
1: that's, it's literally like that. Like if I eat anything, like in terms of African food, like if obviously I'm gonna eat African food, like it, it is what it is. Like but it's like, I can't eat it all the time. Like, I remember like when I would come home, my mom, like that's what was in the fridge. So that's what I had to eat. But now I don't even do that. Like I pretty, it's pretty much like if I cook it, obviously like I have to cook it like a different way. But if I'm using like palm oil, best believe I'm only going to have that once that week. Like it's, Mm -hmm. and if I have it again, it's probably going to be like in a smaller portion. So it's kind of like, and one thing that, I don't care. what You guys, could anybody could judge me. I don't care. But I'm going to say this. I eat cassava leaf with quinoa. I don't care. Don't talk to me about it. I don't <laughs> care what you have to say. You could judge me. I don't eat it with, because like people be like, with rice. Well like, what do you, what do you expect to eat it with? And I'm just like, no, I eat it with quinoa. They're like, yeah, that's never going to happen for me. You know why I eat it with quinoa? Because the digest is better for me. Like, yeah, right. It literally, and it doesn't stay in my stomach. Like, it doesn't stick like it. Quinoa, it just goes right through. Next day I feel energized. I don't feel full after I finish eating. I just eat it with quinoa. That's how I eat my as we call yeah. it plasas, or as they call it from other countries, just stew, whatever you want to call it. So that's how I eat I'm gonna try that next time I have some cassava. <laughs> yes. Um and yeah. potato all my all my plasas. Or if you want to, um, in terms of stew, like if you have stew chicken, all all of that, I eat it with quinoa. Really? Yes. Peanut I, butter stew you eat with quinoa? Yes. I eat everything really? with quinoa. Like I do. And I, I've been doing that probably, probably going on a year now. Like I've been doing that. Even like spinach, like people, the only thing that I, I'm not eating with quinoa, I'm sorry, is is okra i'm not Uh, yeah that doesn't sound good (laughs) i eat that you know with fufu i gotta you gotta connect to the culture in some type of way but in terms of that but okra is also really really healthy so okra is really really good for you because i always put like fish and you know all those other things in it so i would definitely say okra is definitely one of those it's the healthiest thing but the fufu obviously everybody knows that's like a big big chunk of carbs Yes, it but is. I'm not here to give you Good, lessons. I'm just here to give you, you know, if you want to change your lifestyle a little bit, eat your sauce, cassava leaf with some quinoa. Yeah. Um, but yeah. moving on, um, I'm going to ask Koku because I like I said, I want to get um I want to get into yoga myself, but I'm gonna ask you one of my first questions for you is. Why do you feel like yoga is so effective when it comes to your your mental?
3: Um well there's something in yoga called the niyamas. Okay. And niyamas is spelled N I N A M A S. Niyamas that is it's like one of the branches of yoga. So it's not like the physical branch but it's the mental emotional branch where you, you develop a perspective of yourself. And that perspective is positive, and it it affects how you see your outside world. So the mental portion of yoga is all about the focus, the connection with yourself within, like, it, it sounds like, you know, some, it just, it sounds like some ethereal way of thinking, or spacey way of thinking sometimes. But if you sit and you think about, okay, how do I see myself? How do I see my mind? How do I see my emotions? All of this stuff affects how your body develops. You know, if you see yourself as a beautiful, growing person with a lot of things to offer, then that's what's going to happen to your body. It's like, if you see yourself as a beautiful plant or flower and, you're feeding this plant water every day and that water could be a mental stimulation every day. Let's say you're reading a book about positivity and, you know, being this person that you know, you are, it will eventually take over over time. And then that will go into the flow of your physical form of yoga. It's like yoga is the transformation of the mind going into the physical and then going back up to the mind you know there're several different chakras i'm not going to go into every single one but one that really resonates with me a lot is the root chakra and the root chakra is the first chakra because that is what you build your foundation on so your own ground you know you have to build your own personal ground it's not somebody else's ground my ground is going to look different from yours right? right but whatever you are building from the ground up is absolutely yours just like how you were mentioning the whole idea of discipline, yoga is very, very, very much about discipline. Um, a lot of people see it as, oh, well, you know, you've been in all kinds of directions. It takes a lot of discipline to make your head allow your leg to go behind it. It takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not, You know, it's not easy. You know, you really have to think like, okay, I'm putting my head or my my feet behind my head. That's not something that you would typically think of, but once you start going in that direction, you realize, okay, my mind and my body, they're both very flexible. Your mind has to be just as flexible as your body, but your mind has to be flexible first to be successful with yoga. It's not the other way around. You have to think, okay, I can do this. And Once you think you can do it, you can
1: Right. I definitely... So... Okay, because I feel I feel that way, like kind of like when it comes to like going to the gym as well, because Mm -hmm. like sometimes you'll have your days where you're just like because honestly, I'll be honest with you. I haven't physically worked out probably in about two weeks. solid. Mm -hmm. So um, this week, um, starting tomorrow, I'm definitely going to since I'm now working from home. Definitely, definitely, definitely after work, I'm going to start going to the gym. And because the gym is actually like, I, it was just like, I had a routine for myself. Like, um, I would walk 30 minutes, work out and then walk 30 minutes back. So that mm-hmm. was just like the routine that I definitely had for myself. And I kind of lost that a little bit. Cause I think when you get tied up into life, you're just like, oh, this is not important right now. Let me just do, let me just kind of do this real quick. But, um, that's one thing for me. And I think just going to the gym alone, that's just... <laughs> preparing yourself to go there. That's a lot. Just just in that aspect, it's a lot. So just imagine like you've never done yoga before and you're just like, oh, I want to start yoga, but yo, I don't even know if I could do this because I don't know if I'm going to make my leg touch the back of my head.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. It is definitely one of those things. Like when I honestly, if I can just go back in time, I remember when, I had this friend. She was a personal trainer, and she'd be like, "Girl, you should work out with me. Let's work out." I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't want to work out. I'm gonna eat this pizza and this ice cream, this bag of candy.
1: Not, not working out with you for what? Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is with me, I actually like working out. Like I do. Yeah. Like I actually like doing it. But it's just like, it's literally self discipline. It's literally getting yeah. into your the, your place mentally to be like, bro, I'm going to work out today. Like yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this today." Like you (laughs) had to put yourself in this mind frame. Like I'm going to go, like, I'm going to do this today. I'm not going to give up. I don't care if it's, you know, 40 degrees, 25 degrees outside. I'm going to go just imagine. Like, it's just a lot. So then you think about that for the gym. Just think about it for yoga.
3: Like, help
1: me want to do yoga. Help me help us.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that is, very helpful when you're starting off on your yoga journey is writing down a goal that you have for it could just be for that day it could be a life goal write down what discipline you need to get to that goal right and then with yoga you can kind of meditate on what that goal is you know if your goal you know you practice meditating on goals put it that way so You are practicing how to get from one place to the other. You're practicing on how to get from one part of your mat that you're on doing yoga to the other part of the mat, right? And it doesn't always have to be the leg behind your knee, your knees, or you know, (laughs) your your ear behind your toe. It doesn't, (laughs) it can be as simple as sitting straight in a chair and getting your back aligned first. Like the first thing you learn in yoga is that alignment and your foot posture and foot position is key you know it's not that whole let's whip out you know all these crazy poses why don't we whip out getting your back to stay in one place how about we do that first and then the benefits of it you definitely find more of a way to balance your life like that's one thing i love about it it's like I, i i i'm not that great at balancing but with yoga it helps me find that balance you know, I've had to work very, very, very hard for balancing. If it were up to me and I just did whatever I wanted, I would just sit in the house and play guitar all day and make sweet potatoes. And that's it. <laughs>
1: like, why
3: sweet potatoes? Girl, sweet potatoes have always been my favorite thing. I don't know why. Since I was a kid, I've always loved them. But yeah.
1: Sweet potato fries? Huh? Sweet potato fries? Yes. Yes. They're good. They're yes. good. Oh, sweet, potato potato fries, sweet potato fries. With a vegetarian. Cake, um, you know what I like? I like sweet potato fries with a, um a, uh, what's that thing called? A veggie burger. Yes. Yes.
3: See, now I got a sweet potato in the oven right now, actually. But that's none <laughs> of my business. <laughs> now, if you, if you really, really want to get started into yoga, think about it as whatever your goal is. Like, okay. The goal today is, I don't know, crossing the street safely. I know that sounds simple-minded, but the goal is yoga. Can I just sit in a chair for five minutes? And, you know, the mantra that you mentioned, can I say this mantra to myself for 10 minutes with my back straight? That could be, that's yoga. Like, not every form of yoga is the same. There's so many different branches. Or um, can I challenge myself to stand straight for two minutes? You wouldn't believe how powerful that is just to stand straight for two minutes. That's it. Definitely. You know, it's it sounds simple, but once you really get into it, it's like, man, I'm wobbling. Why, you know, why am I moving around? I, I just, you know, you gotta sit to yourself and find that focus.
1: But definitely, you know, hit me up on Zoom and we can do some, we gonna some do simple. It. Oh, we we're gonna do it. It's definitely yes, gonna yes. happen because. I need to get into it. I'm trying to get flexible. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, when I work out, I'm trying to be like, you know, have more energy. Cause I heard it brings a lot of energy. Like It time. does. It's like drinking a
3: cup of coffee, but you didn't really have any. And once it, I think it's because of the the blood flow, right? The blood flow and the oxygen flow that you have going on. It's, it's, Definitely a thing. It's all in the breath control. You can you can control your breath, Breath. you can control your mind, you can control your body. It's that's why it's called mind, body, and soul. You know, the term yoga means the connection to yourself, it's not the connection to your Instagram account, it's the connection, (laughs) it's not the connection to your Facebook friends, it's the connection to you it's a very personal, personal journey. And of course, as a teacher, you're just a guide, like I'm guiding you on whatever path you wanna take as yoga. Your yoga for you may be challenging yourself to find a daily balance, challenging yourself to do like one pose a day and working on that and refining it. It doesn't have to be some wild adventure. It can be, but it doesn't have to be that. Mm, Definitely.
1: <clears throat> Aneem, have you ever um done um, yoga before
2: i've done it i'm not really good at it um <laughs> that's, that's i mean it's it's it is a great practice for those who you know find that outlet to be you know useful for them but i feel like um there are other things that you know you can try in terms of like a mindfulness practice or a meditation practice that mm, you know, meditation um, if that's uh, if you want to challenge yourself to go that route, but then by, by all means, but also just what works for you, finding what works for you, and finding that path um, that speaks to you is super helpful as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely agree with meditation. Um, definitely something that everybody always talks about, but I also haven't gotten into that. So I'm trying to, um, being the fact that I love self love so much, I'm going to start doing more things for self because yes. I feel like. I feel like I'm just the type of person I do things for other people, and I just kind of tend to forget like my own happiness and my own well being. So, one thing because you honestly and you could take care of your parents, you could do your hair, do your nails, you could do all that, do your lashes, do your eyebrows, but in our reality, that's not enough. Because like, you have to also connect with your spiritual being. So I think that's what I'm trying to connect with myself. Like, not only just, like, keeping up with my appearance, but also keeping up with my, like, spiritual self in terms of, like, yeah. meditating more, praying more, mm-hmm. um, kind of just actually getting back into, like, I used to actually do, I actually used to do therapy. So I think I'm going to get back into that. And then coco being in a yoga instructor now i'm gonna get back into some yoga i'm gonna try some yoga i'm gonna try it because i heard it's really good i heard they have um what's that one called hot yoga steam yoga oh yes B- big yoga i have tried
3: the hot yoga and <laughs> you know what i've learned about hot yoga is that it works better when it's just a naturally hot environment outside like for me if I'm doing yoga in Tanzania, in Dar es Salaam, and it's already 90 degrees outside, that's hot yoga. That's but true. But if, yeah. you know, if, if I'm in a room with like 40 people and they're all sweaty, like, I just, you yeah, know, just... I'm like, how am I supposed to connect to myself and I can smell you? I know that sounds bad. That sounds it's <laughs> but, true, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's different types of yoga, you know, meditation. Is heavy, heavy in yoga. Like meditation and breathing exercises is the best place to start, though I think before you even start moving around, mentally preparing yourself to do it is the first challenge. Like it's it's not easy to sit and meditate and
1: be alone with your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I actually have a question for Anim. So I would say, like, how how do I want to phrase this? I could you give some advice to the listeners about kind of just how they can like, say they're not in a place, right. That they're not like ready physically to kind of just, you know, tap into their physical health yet. How, what's some advice that you would give them on how to prepare themselves mentally to get to that space?
2: To, to start attacking their physical health. Yes. Um, You know, when I think about that, I think about like stages of change. Um you know, it's a model that we use in therapy and in medicine, you know, people are at different levels. So like a person that's at a pre-contemplative stage is going to have, I'm going to have a different conversation with them versus a person who's at an action stage, right? So I think it it requires some level of like coaching support and kind of just understanding where that individual is and also understanding the motivating factors. You know, people are less likely to follow through with something when when they're getting pressure to do it or they're doing it for other reasons outside of themselves you can you can apply that to health you can apply that to drug use substance use anything so um just kind of getting a good understanding of where you're at and um identify smart goals for yourself you know you want to make them attainable you want to make them reachable for yourself not anyone else i think we often like to compare ourselves to other people especially living in the world of social media um you want those goals to make sense for yourself. So um, I I think it just depends what stage or where that person is at with, um, you know, in terms of change or where, you know, how, how ready are they to invest in that change? So I think the conversation varies. Mm,
1: Definitely. And what, what would you say, um, what resources can people use during this you know cuz we are in a pandemic and you know cases are definitely rising what resources do you feel like people can use to kind of just like help themselves mentally
2: um there's so much out there but one of one of the companies that i like vouch for and think they're doing a really good job in terms of comprehensive um support around mental health and you know coaching and all that is called mooditude it's an app m o o t i u d e Um, And it really, it has classes, it has, you know, group support, individual support, and it really just helps the individual and for a small fee a month. You know, you think about therapy, it can be unattainable because of the price and because of the financials, um, but Mooditude really allows the individual to get access to all this sort of support and really just, um, you know, has they have guided meditations. They just have so much and so much more is coming um, that really allows you to work at your own pace and also meet other people that you know, maybe experiencing um, similar issues or concerns as you are. And I think that's important, right? Because often we feel isolated in our issues or our problems. So it's important to have that community around us. So multitude is one. I actually have a, um, platform that I'm developing therapy over silence is my movement. It's my brand. Um, but what we're also moving to outside of the t-shirts and the pins is really having a dedicated space for uh group coaching, individual coaching, and just having a really, uh, a, a, a space that's dedicated to mental health and mental being. Um, so this it's on, it's hosted through, I, I don't even remember my website because I'm still in development phase, but look up therapy over silence. We're coming. It's a, it's a model that's really aimed at providing coaching around mental health and coaching and and therapy is a little different. So you often hear them, um, you know, used interchangeably, but they're different practices. So it's more mental health coaching and support for individuals and groups and really just having that community again, because I think community is really important, especially around taboo topics like mental health. Mm.
1: And I would say my last question for you, what advice do you have to people out there who are kind of just like, they let's say culturally um, people or people around them don't believe like they should be going for like, you know, going for mental health, like sessions or, you know, they just kind of just feel like they have a fear in their heart. Like, Oh, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to do this. um, Or I don't think my family is going to be in support of this. Um, What advice do you
2: have for them? Well, I think that's all legitimate. And um, I think, if you feel comfortable enough to have a conversation with someone like myself. So I offer everyone a free 15 minute consultation and it's really an opportunity for you, for the client to ask a bunch of questions, kind of dispel what therapy is and what it isn't. So if you feel comfortable enough to do that, to move ahead and do so. Um, The other thing is like really asking yourself what that fear is about and where that comes from. Is it about your family, right? So if it is about your family, ask yourself, are you doing for your family or for yourself? And I think this is a struggle that a lot of us African and caribbean kids like touching ourselves from our families and becoming this individual and just becoming a free thinker not necessarily the, the, the having that sort of thought that train of thought that we grew up with but we do have to ask ourselves like what's important for us what do we need to be healthy and like we mentioned earlier right you have this one body you have one mind as well so like Ask yourself what you need to be successful uh, on your individual journey. All these people aren't going to come with you. They're here with you now, but ask yourself what you need to get on your journey and to be healthy along that journey. So I would definitely recommend to take advantage of free consultations. Google it, you know, if that helps, you know, dispelling some of the myths around what therapy is and what it isn't. And then again, you know, we have to take that, that leap you know, aside of our family and become an individual, that individuation is really important. So I'd um, encourage, even talking to your primary care physician, if you don't feel comfortable, your pedi- pediatrician, if you're above the age of 12, you can technically consent to services on your own. So you don't necessarily even need your parents. So um, I, I would, you know, I would just encourage you to just like seek information because a lot of that, you know, a lot of what we believe therapy to be is because unfortunately the media and how they portray it, um, it and create negative sort of mindset around it. So kind of just seeking information, whether it's by means of contacting professionals, speaking to your pediatrician or speaking to somebody you feel comfortable with. If you're in high school, do you have a guidance counselor that you can speak to? If you have a mentor, you can speak to. So seeking information I think is the most important thing. And then really questioning some of um, you know those core beliefs around you know therapy or whatever the given task that you want or the given goal that you have at hand really asking yourself what those barriers are and figuring out where those thoughts come from
1: definitely I definitely agree with all that um Aneem always said it herself so if you guys need help with getting any resources um she just gave you kind of just like a list of what you can refer to and also she just gave you some advice on pretty much don't fear like educate yourself before you have a fear of you know if i should do this and i'm just gonna move on to koku here um koku please leave the listeners with some advice when it actually comes to just like fitness um how to um how to feed your body physically like you said before in the beginning you only have one body so just leave them with some advice and some you know some motivation on how to actually get started and how um your pretty much how yoga has helped you and also how they can do yoga with you as well
3: okay well um the I think as someone who's never tried yoga a good place to start is uh as I mentioned before get your mind in in the space where you are open to trying something that you haven't tried before that you are open to having the discipline to follow a routine and you know be prepared for a possible challenge and you know just be in the space where you are ready to just receive and accept and love who you are and love where you are so for those who are just getting started or want to get started really think about loving yourself for 15 minutes you know starting with your mind first and then extending it to your body and um Yeah. If you want to do yoga with me, though, uh, you can find me at queenkokuganza at gmail.com. I know that's very old school, but um, (laughs) yeah, email me and uh, we could set up a Zoom session. I am currently just in a space where I am working on instructing students how to, you know, get their yoga journey together. So this is teaching yoga is a whole different animal versus practicing yoga you know that's that's something I am still grasping and having a lot of patience with myself just like you know with someone who is starting off as a yogi or someone wants to get into the practice of yoga you got to have a lot of patience and love for yourself you shouldn't give up like any type of negative ideas or feelings you should just go with it you know try it keep trying it and give yourself like you know some time maybe you only have 15 minutes to try for the day that's fine it doesn't have to be a full hour of you sweating in a room full of people it could be a short short thing and then you develop
1: more strength you want to do it longer definitely with that being said we have reached the end of mommy in the morning mondays from 7 a.m to 9 a.m episode 12 health and <clears throat> excuse me health and wellness mind body and soul so i just want to thank you guys so much for coming on to mommy in the morning i really appreciate you i feel like this episode was so inspired insightful and i feel like everybody's about to get their shit together and we're all gonna just like you know work out eat healthy <laughs> and everything is just gonna be great we're gonna go talk to some people to feed our mind spiritually we're gonna pray more and i feel like everything is just gonna be like moving forward if your 2020 is horrible i hope this episode has helped you (laughs) teach your mind body and soul (laughs) definitely and i just want to thank you i definitely just i just want to thank you guys for taking the time out and just you like you know just kind of just educating everybody especially like you know there's so much going on and i know everybody has their own stuff going on so i really appreciate you guys um we have Anim Awe and we have Kokuganza Anim. Please tell how people can tell the people how they can reach you.
2: Well, I'm all over social media at Anim Awe and I am A W H one word. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn Anim Awe. I have my website www. and look up for therapy over silence. Like I said, we're providing uh, group coaching, individual around mental health and wellness and also don't forget this is wellness week 2020 today we started out with emotional wellness so all week we'll be going through the eight dimensions of wellness um i'm bringing in all the experts and it's going to be a great week great prizes and lots of good information so if you're trying to make these changes you know for 2020 or 2021 definitely join in definitely
1: and koku please tell I want you to tell the people how they can reach you to do yoga, but also yes. I, want you to, I want you to tell them where they can actually listen to your music as well and go to all your <clears throat> online concerts and stuff and all that good stuff.
3: Well, they can find me. Uh first of all, uh, they can find me at uh at uh, on Instagram on uh, at Kokuganza, that is K-O-K-U. G-O-N-Z a music m-u-s-i-c at instagram so <laughs> that is where you will find me on my website is there my music is there everything is there yeah. right <laughs> there
1: <laughs> definitely also i have an announcement um I will definitely be launching my website next week, mommy And that's, uh-huh. where you're gonna see. Yes, that's where you're going to see all my, I, I'm going to be, you know, a little brand ambassador, doing some influential stuff. So you guys will definitely need to um, tune into, well, check that out, not tune in, but also tune in on there. You could actually tune into mommy in the morning on there as well. And then also my other announcement is, um, next week is artist week and Mommy in the Morning will be starting at a new time. We'll be starting at 8 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. because I guess everyone's lazy and doesn't wanna wake up and listen to me. So we're gonna start at 8 a.m. to feed everybody and feed the culture and everybody will just be happy. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in to Mommy in the Morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. New time is starting um, next week. It will be um, starting at 8 a.m. on the Afro Surge Radio. Thank you guys for coming to Mommy in the Morning. Mommy out. Afro Surge Radio.
0: Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Good morning my neighbor, how are you doing, are you feeling okay?